Do you feel you wear many masks? What mask are you wearing today? Marriage. Marriage. The, the struggle, struggle is, is real. Welcome to the MTSR Podcast. I'm Juan. I'm Josie. And today, Josie wants to talk. She actually picked the topic this time. I pick the topic every time. Not every time. And the liner and the whole show. No. <laughs> okay. Now you're, not, now you're just getting a big head. No. We're, we're, not, we're not even famous or anything. You're already getting a big head. <laughs> I'm just saying the truth. Every, every woman out there knows it. Okay. All right. Um, so today's topic is self-care and masks. So. Boy, that's the question you asked at the beginning of the podcast. Yes, honey. Go ahead. Okay. So we're going to talk about self-care first, and then we'll go a little bit further into masks. And I'll share a little bit of uh, what I learned this past week about masks. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and go first. Go ahead. So for self-care for me, I may not just be coming off a week off by myself. But I did take a trip this summer to Ireland and Scotland. So I just wanted to put out there that there are a lot of times that women and men, we tend to get so involved in our families. We get involved in everybody else, school, work, what is important to everybody else. But we don't stop and think about what's important to you. Taking care of yourself doing things for yourself, just taking a break. <laughs> and taking a break could can be good uh, for not only yourself, but also for the family, <laughs> you know, from, you know, a little bit of time away from each other. Like I say, you know, uh, what, what is it? What's the, how's that saying go? Um, the the absence, absence makes the it, heart grow fonder. Something like that. I'm not good with the, those type of, uh, what do you call it? Those remembering stuff like that. But, um, but it is true. Um, this past uh, week I actually went on a wounded warrior odyssey and, uh, it was here in Texas in rock Springs, Texas at camp Eagle, which was probably one of the best and the most enjoyable odyssey I've ever been on. Like it was, it was really challenging. It was really, really challenging. Um, but it kind of made me feel like, you know, like, like I was a soldier again. Cause I was back with, you know, people like myself, you know, veterans and stuff. And we had that camaraderie going on and, you know, it's like if we knew each other for years and we were doing things, we were whether they were games or just activities that we were doing, you know, we were really like into it and like really like trying to accomplish our goals in every single activity and event that we did. Um, and in doing so, it, it kind of helped me kind of like unload a lot of frustrations that I've had here at home and, and just get, got me out of the same routine of just staying here at home and either not doing anything or just doing the same thing over and over again. So I really appreciated that. Um, Josie and my mother-in-law looked after the boys and 
you had to go do her thing, go school and work and everything and and come home and handle these fallacious boys. But uh, I appreciate that because it really I really needed a break and uh, I feel refreshed. I feel ready to go. I don't feel like like I did uh, the week prior uh, to leaving. But uh, she did go to Scotland and Ireland and that was that was three weeks. That was probably like the longest three weeks I have ever experienced by myself. Because I don't think I've ever, Josie's I've ever been out of the, you have never been out of the house that long, right? Nope. Nope. Yeah, a week when I went to Vegas with my mom and my sister. Yeah. But. But you also had Kaylee. Yeah, I also had Kaylee. And it was just me and the boys, just us men in here alone. So I think. Me going to Ireland and Scotland leading up was a study abroad I did to go for Palo Alto College. It was an experience I'd heard about before, and I always uh, looked at it like, yeah, no, I can't do things like that. A lot because of my age, but also because of the fact that I'm mom first and I'm wife first. I'm not me first. So when I was given the information last year by my professor, I literally gave it back to him and said, this is something that's not available to me because I am mom and I can't leave. And he asked me several times, well, why? And I said the same question. I answered the same way, which was, I can't. I'm mom. I have to be home. I have to take care of things. And his reply was, well, is it going to all fall apart because you're not here for three weeks? And, uh, I said, yes, of course it will, because my husband can't function without me and my kids can't function without me. So when it was... Which is partly true. (laughs) Yeah, when it was, again, it was given to me by him this this year, early in the year, I thought, hmm. And, And it was Ireland. Ireland, a place that I've thought of going ever since, you know, he brought me that little bear from Ireland when he was traveling back and... I would always say, am I going to get to go to Ireland? And he would say, yeah, I'm going to take you someday. So when I saw it and he said like, yeah, you should go for it. And I thought, you know, deep down, I really wanted to go. But then I thought, again, I can't, I can't leave my family. They can't function without me. So leading up to it, it was hard because I knew that I was really excited to go. But then part of me felt really guilty for even being excited to go because I shouldn't be taking trips like this. I shouldn't be taking time away from my family. So uh, it was hard. It was hard right up until the days before. I was literally at the point where I was like, nope, I'm not going. I'm not going because I can't do this. I can't leave. I can't leave them alone. Um, and, And basically, you know, the question always arises from the spouse. What? You don't trust me? You don't think I can do it? Which I think she doesn't sometimes. But it's not that. And I know most of you can relate. And I know most of you are saying, yep, hear it all the time. But it's not that. It's just it, it's what's programmed in us. It's what what we do when you guys leave for years, months at a time on deployments. So it just gets to a point where this is who you are and you don't know anything else. And so it was really hard. It was really hard leaving especially flying there and being alone. I'd never been out of the country by myself. I'd only been out of the country one other time to Jamaica and we went as a family. So I had my support because he knew how to travel. He paid attention to everything. I didn't have to worry other than about the kids and everything, like as far as traveling wise. 
this time was different. I had to worry about me and I had to take care of me. And at the same time, I had them on my mind like, oh, did he give them their meds? Oh, did he feed them today? Oh, are they still stuck on the Xbox? Or did he get them out for the day? Or So there's just a lot that goes into it. But being there for the three weeks was really amazing. It, it really gave me some time away to myself. I was with a whole group of people. But at the same time, it was it, it, it gave me some time to think. It gave me some time to just relax which you know if anybody's done a study abroad especially with the study abroad i did there's no relax we went full steam ahead all day every day just exploring and traveling but the off time that i did get was really nice because i got to regroup and refresh myself preparing for you know coming home and getting back into the same routine so i just really wanted to talk about this because i just felt that now that i've done that and now that i've taken that experience now it's more of a necessity that I think, yeah, we need to do that more often. Whether it's together as a couple, because we've always tried to do stuff together as a couple, but we rarely do things alone. And we rarely say, well, I need to get up and just take some me time. And so I'm, I'm realizing now that it is really essential, especially with the busyness of, of schedules and work and school and kids always being there. So I, I just really want people to understand that I was the worst at it. I, I really never thought that I could go somewhere and do something like that and experience it. The guilt, it, it, it does lead heavy on me, you know. But after a few days, I started to realize like, wow, this is amazing. The fact that he gave me the okay to go or, or not even the okay because it's not like I had asked permission, but it was the support to say, you got this, you can go, I got this back home. And when I'd call, there was a few days that were a little rough that I could see it in his face. And there was a day or two that he was like, look, I just can't talk to you right now. And it kind of, that that made me feel bad because I was like, oh my gosh, she's having a bad day. And I'm, you know, miles and miles away and I can't fix it. And I can't take the kids and just say, let's go. But at the same time, I was like, well, he needs to figure that out because that's what we do. That's what we always do. And and so he'll be okay. And sure enough, you know, I talked to him again and he, oh, I'm, I'm fine now. So it, it, it's a big eye-opening experience for everybody. You know, for me, for him, the kids really miss me. He really missed me. He never saw what it was like to be on the, uh, on the receiving end of being gone. So that was pretty, pretty um, cool. But yeah, it's like I say, I, I, I think it's very, very important that we take time out for ourselves that you need that time because if not, that's, I feel, I'm not going to say that's partly, you know, that's the whole reason why people don't make it through marriage or, or why they don't make it as parents or any of that. No, I just feel that it is a slight contributor because when you don't take that time away and you don't take that time to regroup, it can drive you crazy. Speaking of crazy, um, being by myself with the boys probably was like, wow, I was like, she has to deal with these boys and me. <laughs> I go, I can't, I can't imagine having to deal with me and then these boys all at the same time. But, uh, they were, a ha I mean, of course the boys are a handful cause they're boys, but, uh, I found ways to get them out of the house. We went hiking. We went to the store. We went and just did stuff like going to the park and stuff like that. Stuff that just gets them out of their element and off the electronics and stuff for a change and going to explore new places and new things. And I think 
with Joseph being away, um, it kind of gave us that 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 uh, that father son time. You know, it was just dad and the boys. You know, <clears throat> but uh, it helped us. You know, like really get to like spend a little more time just one on not one on one, but you know, just us together and just doing boy stuff together and really you know just being us and it was different because when Josie's here you know we're normally like all right what are we gonna go do all right we're gonna go do this we're gonna go do that and a lot of times the boys are like I don't want to do that or I want to do this and then me being here by myself with them it was kind of like we're gonna go do this and if you don't like it that's just too too bad because that's what we're gonna go do you know, cause I didn't have mom here to say, Hey, well, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's do this. And if you don't like it, we could try something else. It was just like, no, this is what we're going to do. And this is where we're And if you don't like it too bad. What you're trying to say is it's my fault. No, 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 no. <laughs> like they, they didn't have that. So they didn't have, they that, didn't choice. have that net. Yeah. They didn't have that safety net where they run to mom. And so they, they, they realized that early uh, while you were gone. And so they were like, all right, let's just go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they don't want to do this but we're gonna do it yeah and they, they they couldn't run to you so they had to like really like say what's on their mind like oh i don't want to do this or i don't want to do that and then i'd had to convince them like hey you know let's do this you know let this let's try it and uh because you know you're basically their 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 savior when it comes to me because every time I get on them or I say, hey, we're going to do this and there's no ifs, ands or buts about it, they run to you. So they didn't have that option. So it was one of those things where they had to adapt themselves, you know, not just me and, and you adapting to, to new things. They also had to adapt to and it I, I think it I think it was good for them. Um, it helped them, I think, grow a little bit and it helped them uh, realize that trying new things, even though they don't like it, is is still good. Um, but every time they didn't want to try something, they always ended up liking it, like going, uh, going on the hike, you yeah. know, they, they're like, I'm tired. I'm, uh, we just, just started. We weren't even, we weren't even a hundred yards in and they were already saying that they were tired. And I mean, by the time we we're done, we already had already done like almost a mile and they were all excited and, and, uh, and happy, you know, and they were just seemed real, they were different, you know, they weren't stuck on electronics and just zoned out, you know, they were really connecting to their surroundings and to each other and having fun most importantly but you know it was a learning experience for me too because i've never been by myself with the boys that long and having to like really run everything at the house normally josie does everything because i forget every damn thing but uh she seemed to uh she seemed to be having fun so i didn't want to bother her with a lot of stuff that happened over here uh, so, I, like she said, you know, I had to figure it out for myself, which was good because um, I've taken a lot of time. I've checked out of life for a long, for such a long time that, you know, I'm not used to doing certain things anymore. And it's one of those things where if Josie was here, I'd let her do it, you know, you know, and she wasn't here. So I had to like really like, you know, pull the bootstraps up <laughs> and go you know jump in head first and it was it was good for me i think it was good for me it helped me realize how much she really she really does for our family and i mean i've known that she does a lot for our family but 
to like actually see and do what she does every day is really, you know, eye opening to me. And I, I appreciate her for it. And, um, I know that if she needs my help, she can depend on me and I can be there for her. Just like, you know, I've always depended on her to be there for me. So it's, it's, it's a good thing. And I, I, I think it was something that we really learned and grew and grew from, uh, not only us, but the, the kids as well. Yeah. Cause the biggest thing is we always, we always take it on and we don't want to hand over the reins to anybody else because of that whole, well, I can do it better or not even better. Just the fact that I get it done quicker. I don't know how many women I've heard that from that. It's like, well, I can give it to them, but then are they going to do it the way I want to do it? Or, and, and I'm very much like that. I'm very much a control person. So I always just figure like, Hey, I'll just do it myself. And in this case it, it was, no, he has to do it. He's going to figure it out and he's going to be okay. And now I know that he is okay and he can do things by himself and not have to, you know, contact me for every little step and where's this and where's that. And, and then like on the flip side, him, <laughs> him leaving for a week, you know, leading up to it was a pretty, pretty rough time for us. We're going through some struggles with the kids and it was kind of like, you know, oh my gosh, he's going to leave me and I'm going to school full time and I'm working part time. And then the kids, how am I going to do it? So it, it is kind of hard, but at the same time, you know, I, I was very adamant that I did not want him to not go because it, it always, well, I, I'm just not going to go because it's not good for us right now or it's not good for our family. But I knew that he needed that because he did spend the summer here. And now this semester, you know, from me going to school, he's been at home doing dad duties as much as he can. And he's been doing a good job at it. But of course, he needs his time and he needs his break away. So I was like, nope, nope, you're going. I don't care what happens at this point. It, you know, I will figure it out. And it was tough. It was really tough because I literally was running everywhere. And I thought for a second, oh, I'm going to do this by myself. I'm not going to call my mom. I'm not going to ask for any help because I got this. And I've had people, I have friends that always offer, hey, we got you, we got you, we can help you. But I was like, I'm a superwoman. I can do it. And then Right down to it, I figured out too that no, I can't do this by myself. I do need help and I do need to know how to ask for that help and take the help when it's being offered because a lot of times I don't and a lot of times I won't take it because it's that guilt that I can do this, I know I can do it and if I can't, then who am I? Well, no, we all need help. We all need to be able to say that I do need your help and will accept your help. So I'm glad that he went because I could tell a difference in him and how he's feeling and how he's doing with things. So I told him, you know, I need you to go right now because who knows, I may need to go in a few weeks myself and, and take that break, you know. So so we, you, you know, at some point you both need to realize when's the, the right time to say we need the break. You know, we need to go and need to support the other and push the other and not make the other person feel guilty for it and not make them feel bad for doing something without you or, oh, okay, fine, yeah, go, but you give them that whole guilt trip that doesn't help anything. It, it really doesn't. And, and I'll be the first to admit it. I'm, I'm really big on taking responsibility for things. I used to do that a lot to him. I used to make him feel bad for, for going places without me and doing things without me. And, and I would text him and I would call him and I would bug him. And, you know, it was just that whole insecure part of me that like, well, what if he's doing something else or if he's doing this or if he's doing that, or if he's just, he's not spending every waking moment with me. 
And as I've grown and as our relationship has grown, I've realized that you can't do that to someone. It doesn't help anything. And making somebody else feel guilty for taking some time to themselves, that's not really a really good way to, to, to have a good relationship and communicate. So, I, I mean, that that's my advice is, you know, now when he goes... I don't text, I don't bug, I don't call, you know, unless it's something that's really important that obviously I need to talk to him about. But for the most part, I'm like, no, let him go get his time, his space, and we'll, we'll, we'll come together and figure it out once he's back. And that's what we do. So. And, and being over there, uh, being over there was, uh, was kind of crazy because there was no service out there. <laughs> zero service no matter where you went um if you maybe hit the hit the hit the hills or those cliffs those bluffs that they had out there it was spotty but i never i've never i never got a uh, signal at all um there was a wi-fi so i was able to facetime in the morning when i had if i had a chance in the morning and in the evening of course i would always uh facetime to tell the boys good night because they're so used to me telling them good night and doing their little nightly routine where i just I take their puppet and, you know, tickle them with it and tell them good night. And if they didn't go to sleep, that the puppy was going to eat their eyes or ears. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they like, they like it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, they, I think that's probably one of the things that they look forward to every night before they go to bed. Yeah. Scotland and Ireland was pretty, I was lucky. If you have sprint, take it to Ireland or Scotland. Cause I was about the only one who had, service so i was able to call and facetime granted it wasn't the best um there was times that i did try to facetime um you know him from from like the cliffs of more one of my favorite places um, he couldn't see anything so kind of you know it kind of sucked a little bit but yeah i think that disconnecting from the wi-fi and the electronics though was helpful because even when you were over there and i knew that you didn't have any service it was kind of like ooh, like i want to text you for something but at the same time i was like yeah, when I think about it, it can wait till later, you know? It's, it's really good because you're able to disconnect from social media and, you know, just everything that surrounds a, surrounds the globe, anything that you're interested in, of course, like social media. I'm always on social media because I have the Instagram account, Facebook, Twitter, and I have a couple of YouTube accounts and stuff like that. And, you know, just, just disconnecting for a little bit really really helped um because i'm always it seems like i'm always on the phone so it seems like i'm always on the xbox or the computer just doing something and getting that time to just disconnect and just go off the grid for a little bit actually felt really really good and my mind felt more rested i think without that stuff knowing that i wasn't going to be on my phone right before i went to sleep <laughs> Because I knew I didn't have any connection anywhere. The only connection I had was Wi-Fi, and that was about 250 yards away. And I wasn't going to go all the way to the chow hall or the main building to to go get Wi-Fi because it was cold. <laughs> it got pretty chilly over there, and the weather was pretty uh, crappy at times. It was raining. So it's like one of those things where you have no choice but to disconnect, which was I think was even better because... Even if I did want to get on the internet, you know, I couldn't <clears throat> unless I had a, unless I walked all the way over there and it's dark out there. They don't, there's no street lights out there. It's dark, like pitch black dark, but 
I appreciate Josie for letting me go out there, and uh, I also appreciate Windy Warrior Project for allowing me to go on another odyssey. Uh, that really, it really helped me out. I was able to connect with some really good uh, veterans. Uh, the therapist that was there, she was also a veteran, um, and the the two co the two uh, coordinators, the two the f- uh, facilitators that were there also were were great they're really really great um they had a lot of good information to put out they are excellent at what they do and that's why when it were hire them because they know what they're doing they really do and it's it's really good to have that camaraderie back just for a little bit you know kind of gives you the reminder that you're not alone that you're that there's others out there that are struggling with you uh that's with within themselves and their marriage as well but uh, enough about that. And I wanted to talk about uh, masks. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Josie mention how many masks do you wear? What kind of mask do you wear? Or do you wear any any masks to hide whatever's going on inside of your mind or inside of your heart? When on this odyssey that I that I went on this past week. It was, I, I've never done anything, an activity like this before. We come from Chow and we, we go inside one of the buildings that we, the, where we, you know, where we do our little like group thing. And, uh, they had tables set up and chairs and they had blank white masks on the tables and everyone had a mask in front of them. We sat down and then they gave us stickers and, and uh, markers and you know so like were we doing arts and crafts or something what are we doing and what they explained is that a lot of times we wear masks to put forth a an image or to I guess comfort others by letting them know that we're okay by putting on these different masks whether it's a mask to show that you know, you're okay and that you're a strong person or that, that you're not afraid, that you're brave. Or you put on another mask where you're just, you know, you're mad or you're a mean person or you just don't, you don't need anybody. But deep down inside, you're, you're dying and you're, you're, you're really crying out for help. And it was, a, it was, it was really cool because on the outside of this mask, they wanted us to put what we feel like or what, what what we want others to to think how we feel like and everyone of course put like you know their military service on on the front and you know you know smiley face and stuff like that and and just it was it looked real nice on the outside it was nice to look at on the outside and then when you flip it over on the inside you you write down or you put something inside there that shows how you really feel inside or how you felt inside before. And of course, you know, you can only imagine how all, all of us veterans, you know, have felt uh, in the past or were currently feeling at that time. And there was a lot of stuff that was that was put into that mask, not only on the outside, but on the inside that every veteran could could really relate to and that was feeling a sense of uh, loss uh, of a uh, uh, loss of purpose and one of the things that 
everyone needs is purpose in life because without purpose why are you why why are you why do you even exist why do you why, why are you still alive why are why do we do the things that we do it's because we have purpose you know we have children so our purpose is to raise these children and to make sure they become good uh good people uh good citizens and a lot of times we sense we 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 tend to lose a sense of purpose for ourselves like i know i've i have i've felt like that before where i felt like i lost my purpose in life the military is all i really knew and what i really loved other than my family and i lost that you know i i i didn't lose it i i left it but in a sense it, i lost it because i wanted i want i chose my family first but it was still something that really that i really really cared about that i really wanted and i met i met a friend i met a friend there uh i met a uh, another veteran there on this odyssey and and he was the epitome of a lost purpose like he felt like he had no more purpose because of what he used to do and he was looked at as like you know the man you know for the job you know he was the shit you know he was it and he loved what he did and that was his passion that was his love you know he i mean he talked about his occupation like most people talk about their children you know what i mean and and because he ha- no longer does what he does anymore he is completely lost like he's completely broken inside because that purpose is no longer he feels like he had no longer has purpose but uh unbeknownst to him he he really he shared a lot with me over there that really allowed me to kind of like you know kind of like shed some light on on things that he can do and one of the things that he can do is is really reach uh younger uh younger you know people like uh young adults and teenagers and stuff and i think he really has some uh, uh not only a talent but a gift to like really reach out and push these kids to become better people and i think i think he should really look into that and i i really encourage him to stretch into those realms of self-preservation and uh and mentorship towards these uh these younger adults because uh, I think he does a great job uh, with the people that he's interacted with so far, and he's a great—he's a great guy. He's a great veteran. Um, a lot of respect for him and what he's done for our country and 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 our city. And yeah, and it's one of those things where we don't realize how much we we've lost as far as purpose and. Sometimes it takes finding a new purpose. Like podcasting is my new purpose. I still want to help veterans. I still want to help their spouses. I am all about that and I'm all for that. And podcasting is one way to do it. Uh, I love doing podcasting. It's something that I'm pretty passionate about now. And doing be, being able to do it with my wife, it makes it even better because we're able to share our stories and really spend time together and talk about things that we normally wouldn't talk about in front of other people 
but we're able to share it and really able to let others um, hear from another couple that's you know going through what they're going through or has been through what they what they're going through or have been through what they have been through <laughs> so it's one of those things where not only am i helping myself but i'm also helping my relationship and also helping others which i'm very passionate about and my wife is too she's a very she's a great person and she loves to help people she has a big heart and i think a lot of a lot of times when she puts herself out there she ends up getting always ends up getting the shitty end of the stick <laughs> which is uh like that with a lot of i'm sure a lot of people out there you have any you have anything to share with as far as masks i have masks we all hide things differently but i'm not one to wear too many masks i think in the sense of the way you put it i'm pretty much out there i i put my feelings on my face you wear them on your sleeve <laughs> i do but it's because i feel that it helps you understand me better than if I was just covering it up because I just feel that, you know, for me and the type of person that I am, which I realize I'm different from you and, and others, you know, it's, it's not hard for me, hard for me to tell people where I, where I'm, where I've come from, where I'm going, who I am, because that's all I where know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, that's all I know. I, I am, you know, I, I, my passion has been my family, my, you and making sure that we are happy and successful. And I've said it a million times that even if we lived in a box, I'd be okay with that, you know, but then that, that person in me, that's like, no, we deserve better and we're going to do better and we're going to work towards it. That's what makes me keep pushing. Ask, I see them on you all the time, every day. And, and it just, when you put that mask on, you're hiding a lot of hurt and a lot of bad things, but you're also hiding from me, a person that you shouldn't have to hide with, that you shouldn't have to wear a mask with. You should be forthcoming and you should be able to talk to me because communication is, is it's what makes our marriage keep working. Didn't have the communication, but didn't have much of a marriage. And that's the issue I feel that with a lot of people is, if you're not communicating with each other, then that's where the the walls go up and immediately you start looking elsewhere. Just feel that, you know, I hope that people are able to put their best face forward. At the worst, if you put yourself out there to people, I mean, the worst thing they could say is, who cares, really? Feel insignificant, but half the time or more than half the time, you'll find that people do care and people do want to listen. I've, I've, you know, I'm working at this job now where I'm seeing a lot of people come in hurt and that are needing help. And as hard as it is to ask for help, they do it. They walk through that door to say, I need help. And I'm this person and I've done this and I've done that. And, but I need the help. And there's tons of people there to say, we got you, we got you when you're going to fall. And that's what I always tell you is that, you know, I've got you. We'll, we'll figure this out together. You just got to be forthcoming with me and tell me what's going on. Because if you don't tell me, I don't know. Just like I tell you right off the bat, <laughs> it's 
it's gonna be a rough day because I'm not in a good mood. And you know, I'd rather just tell you up front than blowing up later. And you're like, what happened? I thought you were everything was okay. Well, gotta be honest with each other. Yeah, honesty is is the best policy. Even if it does start a fight, or even if it does hurt, communication it does go a long way. Communication is key in order to build and maintain a relationship, especially especially a marriage. Um, I I talked to a lot of guys this past week, and they struggle a lot with communication. And I mean, and and I under I understand I completely understand that because that's what we struggled with was communication and really expressing how we feel uh at the time to each other or about each other and don't get it confused because we still do (laughs) we still have our barriers there's times that you know i have some he has some you know the there are some silent treatments going on and some being angry at each other but do our best to communicate because it's never going to be perfect but at least what I always say is at least if you try, I'm willing to give anybody who tries a shot because it's better than seeing a person who doesn't try at all. And that's one thing that I was that I kept mentioning um, at that odyssey was just try. Just try. Because a lot of veterans, a lot of people in general, just this is just people in general, a lot of people don't try. And... The reason a lot of, I believe a lot of people don't try is because they're afraid of failure. And the thing about failure is, it is probably one of the biggest tools, failure, that you can have, that you can use in order to become a better person, become a better communicator, become a better anything. To be successful, you have to fail. You have to fail. So I always say, just try and fail. Just try and fail. And you have to fail a lot of times. Don't Don't think... Don't think for one second that these multi-billionaires or these guys that started up, did all these startups and, and these software programs and these garages didn't fail a million times. I mean, if they succeeded at everything in life, they'd, they'd own the earth. Although there's some of them that could probably buy the earth. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Just saying, just don't give up. Don't try. No matter Challenges are thrown don't your try. way. I mean, don't stop <laughs> trying. You know what I mean? I was like, uh, you're, no, no, you're conveying the wrong message here. Don't <laughs> stop trying because you always, that's, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people over the years, you know, we're going to be going on 20 years in February of being married. And a lot of people, oh, how can you do that? Or, oh, why, why? Like, I mean, gosh, that's hard. It's not hard when the other person tries. And that that's the thing right now is that, like I said, like, I have to be honest, if you didn't try, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be here because it makes it really, really hard when you're giving 100% to that other person and they are giving maybe 10%. It, it just doesn't work. Not even work. that. Yeah, it just doesn't work. And so I there's a lot of bad things, but there's a lot of good things. And with the mask and the yelling and the screaming and the 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 name calling or whatever it is that comes out, I always try to look at it and say, you know, he does try and he's trying his best. And this is just a really bad moment for now. It's not going to be forever. And th- those of you that, that ask like, well, how, you know, how can I make this work? How can I, how, how can I do this whenever, 
my wife or my husband, my spouse, my girlfriend, my whatever boyfriend, whatever, my significant other doesn't want to, you know, or, or, or is too crazy, you know, cause there's, I mean, I know there's a bunch of, bunch of people out there that they go crazy. There's not crazy. Like, you know, they want to murder each other, but like they just, they just want to be, they just want to be the one to be, they just want to have the last word or they want to be the one that wins. And that's not the way you need to look at this. If you feel like you won, then you really lost because all you're doing is you're putting a wedge between yourself and your significant other. And that wedge is going to get bigger and bigger, and bigger until you're going to be sitting in mediation or be behind bars because you guys started beating the crap out of each other. Um, because I mean, let's, let's be real here. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of relationships out there and a lot of them are toxic and, uh, and these toxic relationships, you have to, you have to clean out that and flush out that toxicity. You really need to work things out a lot more than just being the one that wants to win or being the one that has the last word because it just, it doesn't work. It, it just doesn't. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. But before we go, I really want to uh, sh uh, make a shout out to the Camp Eagle staff in Rock Spring, Texas. Uh, they are a great, great group of people over there. They have all kinds of activities for people to do it as far as groups. Uh, so any any of you that that plan on doing like any kind of like team building or any type of retreats or have some kind of business or 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 you're the director or coordinator of such events you should really look into uh eagle uh camp eagle because uh they are a great facility it's a beautiful place out there the staff are just as beautiful and very very helpful and outgoing and and all around just a hundred percent also, Wounded Warrior Project, uh, thank you for letting me attend this odyssey. I really learned a lot. Uh, for those of you that don't know what, when, who or what Wounded Warrior uh, Project is, uh, you can go to woundedwarriorproject.org, I believe. Yep. Go check them out. They have a lot of services and benefits uh, for not only the veteran, but the uh, veteran spouses and their families. Also, I want to give a shout out to the, the WWP Odyssey group of november 2019 you guys it was a really great meeting you all uh thank you for sharing your stories and thank you for listening to mine wish you all the best and good luck and i hope to stay in touch with you guys i know some of you might be listening to the podcast right now and i thank you guys love you guys the veterans crisis line the Veterans Crisis Line connects veterans in crisis and their families and friends with qualified Department of Veterans Affairs responders through a confidential toll-free hotline, online chat, or text. Veterans and their loved ones can call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat online or send a text to 838255. To receive confidential support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Support for deaf and hard of hearing individuals is available. You can also visit the website at www.veteranscrisisline.net.
and uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I'm Juan. I'm Josie. Thank you for listening to the MTSR podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at MTSR podcast.